Mr. Michael Swan, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Now, Mr. Swan, you have read excerpts of this book. You have a bit of a head start on many of us because the book apparently is being released today. Mm. It's uh, quite controversial, apparently. What can you tell us about the the contents? Well, actually, I think the controversy has not much to do with the contents. The contents are a fairly conventional set of conservative arguments for maintaining the tradition of celibacy for priests in the Roman Rite of the Catholic Church. Um, What many people miss is that there are 23 rites in the Catholic Church, and the Romans are just one of them. All the other 22 Catholic churches have married priests, but it has been a tradition over the last thousand years, approximately, that priests in the Roman Rite are forbidden by church law from being married men. So the the Cardinal Sarah and uh, and uh, the Pope Emeritus have each written uh, an essay uh, defending this tradition. So it's not that. It's that this book has appeared just before Pope Francis is set to make his pronouncement on last fall's synod on the Amazon, a meeting of bishops from around the world that looked at the situation in the Amazon. And one of the things that was proposed at that synod was that in these very narrow circumstances, in far-flung indigenous communities in, in the Amazon, that married men, deacons, uh, who are already serving their communities in a church leadership role, be ordained to be priests, because these communities rarely see a priest um, and don't have access to the Eucharist. Now, the Eucharist, the Mass, is kind of the central fact about Catholic life. It is essential to being Catholic. So rather than have these poor indigenous communities remain sort of second-class Catholics, the bishops proposed that uh, we ordain married men. Now, that's somewhat controversial, but what's happening here is that a book comes out that makes it appear that Pope Benedict XVI is trying to head off Pope Francis, something that um, Pope Benedict swore he would not do when he retired from office. But now he's asking that his name be removed as a co-author, yeah. I understand. That's right. And that's because I think he never intended for this project. He, he, he was unaware of how this essay that he gave to Cardinal Sarah would be used and how his image and his name would be used. It's kind of interesting to note that when he was Pope, Benedict XVI published a couple of books under his Christian name as Joseph Ratzinger, because he did not want a kind of misinterpretation, a kind of mistaking of his personal opinions, church teaching. And here he is now, retired and emeritus bishop, putting forward some personal opinions, but people are using his image in the white papal gown and uh, his name, Pope Benedict XVI, to uh, kind of amp up this set of opinions. Is this causing a rift between, uh, shall we say, traditional and and more uh, modernist segments (laughs) in the church? The the rift is already there. (laughs) What this is, is ammunition. The conservative Conservative Catholics, particularly conservative Catholics in the U.S., fueled by um, big money, 
uh, have done everything they can to portray the Francis papacy as sort of a break with tradition uh, and uh, a confusing time of disarray in the church. And they want people uneasy with Francis, not because they think they're going to depose him, uh, but because they want to position for the next conclave. Uh, They want to make sure that when cardinals gather to uh, elect the next pope, that they're afraid or uh, uneasy about um, Pope Francis's uh, program, and that they will therefore elect a more conservative pope next well, time around. Uh, Michael Swan, let me ask you, where did, where did the idea of celibacy for Catholic priests even, or ca- Catholics generally in the, in the priesthood, come from? Because other religions don't have this. Uh... Actually, I mean, the idea of uh, celibacy in religious life in, uh, for monks uh, and nuns uh, is surprisingly almost universal. Uh, whether you're a Hindu monk, a Buddhist monk, all of these forms of ascetic religious life include uh, vows of celibacy. The idea that priests in the Catholic Church should not be married men was a uh, in part a reaction to efforts by princes and uh, local lords and dukes and marquises to get their sons ordained priests and then to uh, direct the income from those churches into the family coffers and to and this sort of heritage of property that would happen uh, in medieval Europe. So it was a reaction to a particular set of circumstances at that time, though there was always an argument for priestly celibacy going back to the early church. Now, Mr. Swan, if I understand this correctly, there's a move afoot to allow people to become priests in the Amazon because it's a remote area and they need priests there, and they, if you're married, then they'll, they'll make that kind of exception. Does that work for other places around the world, such as the Canadian Arctic, for example, or, or yes, places in, in fact, Africa? Um, bishops in, uh, who've worked in the Canadian Arctic uh, since around the late 1970s have at various times made precisely this request of the Vatican and have been told no uh, by Vatican bureaucrats for exactly the same reasons. Uh, and these reasons are uh, more than just, you know, getting enough bodies um, into the service of the priesthood. It's not just that. These indigenous communities have never seen uh, an indigenous face, uh, heard an indigenous voice from the altar. Um, that The idea that the Catholic religion belongs to them is not particularly ratified by these uh, strangers from outside constantly coming in and administering the sacraments. Uh, to see um, one of their own uh, in that role uh, is an important thing. So, yes, it, it matters in the North as well, and, you know, this will play out over, over some time, but uh, uh, it may well be that we will see married Indigenous men uh, ordained to the priesthood in Canada as well. Well, you, you've kind of anticipated my next question, which was where do you see this going, both in terms of uh, an apparent uh, conflict between uh, a past and a present pope and this division between moderates and traditionalists within the church? Yeah. 
Well, the division between moderates and traditionalists within the church will continue for as long as there is kind of big donor money behind traditionalist Catholic media pumping out this campaign. What we're talking about in terms of celibacy in the priesthood is really a narrow exception. And Pope Benedict the himself made um, arguably a less narrow exception when he created a protocol for Anglican priests who were joining the Catholic Church to uh, remain married and uh, be ordained within the Catholic Church. So I don't see that sort of playing itself out in terms of a change to the, the norms for the Church in general. But these exceptions, because they're well-reasoned, will find uh, some acceptance. Michael Swan, thank you very much for this. Okay, thank you.